Come on. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, a strong and powerful Art Amador. Art, are you ready to do this? Absolutely. <laughs> Excellent. Let's do this. Art is the co-founder and COO at Ecubot, an organization that finds the best investment opportunities using artificial intelligence. I'm excited to have you on. I'm also confident that I'm about to test your ability to take complicated subject matter and make it easy to understand, Art. (laughs) Tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so, starting on the personal side, I guess. Um, my wife, uh, Katie, and I, we grew up in the Bay Area in California, which is uh, where we reside now with our uh, two year old son, Cal. Uh, our son, Cal, uh, he's actually named after the uh, University of California, Berkeley, nice. which is, <laughs> which is uh, where I actually met my two business partners uh, during an MBA program. Uh, in fact, it was actually uh, at UC Berkeley where really the idea of Ecubot and kind of more broadly applying AI throughout the investment process uh, was really born. So at the time of the program, I was actually working at uh, Fidelity Investments with high net worth investors who maintained over a billion dollars of assets in aggregate uh, with Fidelity. Uh, this is um, when Cheetah, our CEO, uh, who almost has two decades of AI experience, uh, said that he wanted to democratize access to the AI platform that we were building. I was not only floored by that, but uh, but also inspired because uh, it was true that um, you know this really was kind of the, the UC Berkeley way, uh, which ran counter to the exclusive nature that large asset managers and banks try to bring to their their ultra high net worth clients. Uh, so it was uh, it was aspiring and it was uh, different. Um, and, uh, and so, uh, really I'm having a, a wonderful time doing this. I started with, uh, you know, two, um, two, you know, colleagues or, uh, two guys that I was, I was going to school with and ultimately, uh, ended up with, uh, with two best friends doing some very interesting work in the investment space. Well, that's awesome. And how long have you guys been at it and how is it going? <laughs> <laughs> So uh, how long we've been at it is, is always a really difficult question uh, to answer. Um, we uh, we graduated from our MBA program in uh, May of, of 2016, and really some of the initial discussions uh, of Ecubot and kind of applying AI to the investment space um, go back to some of those courses. In fact, uh, all three of us, we studied under a professor, uh, Sam Uleski, who teaches uh, investment equity strategies um, hedge fund cores and uh and actually it was um it was there really that uh my um my colleague uh cheetah noticed that uh, we were bringing in the the who's who of the uh, the hedge fund space the um you know the uh, value acts and fairlawn capitals and uh, black rocks and what he noticed was that uh they all came and said hey i know a lot about this really really you know niche or um very specific space within investing, right? And I have this very specific strategy and I'm really good at it. And uh, what Cheetah uh, initially saw was that, hey, look, you can, with artificial intelligence, not only can you go very deep into something, but you can also go uh, very broad, right? Giving you a wider perspective and allowing you to really kind of weigh uh, opportunities against one another. Um, But when you actually think about when we officially started the company, uh, the company was actually officially, uh, like legally created 
uh, January of, of 2017. Um, and then we got our first product out there uh, in uh, October of, uh, of 2017. So we've been out there with a live product, uh, which is the AI powered equity ETF now for uh, almost 12 months. And uh, it's going really well. Uh, the firm's raised, uh, we actually have two ETFs that are out there now. Um, we're sitting at about uh, $210 uh, million in assets with uh, the bulk of the money being in that, that first ETF, uh, AIEQ, and uh, uh, with a little bit of, of money uh, in a second ETF that we started back in June, which is basically an international version of the, uh, the first one. Um, so from an AUM standpoint, it's going well. And really from a proof of concept standpoint, um, it's also going very well too because what we ultimately try to do uh, with the platform was to uh, match the volatility of uh, global markets, um, but then deliver or optimize uh, for the performance and also kind of getting specific to you know what it is we're doing a little bit later in the conversation. Um, but from, from a performance standpoint from the technology, it's been able to meet the volatility uh, of the broader market, but also deliver uh, returns in excess of, of what the market has delivered over that same time period. Got it. Well, that's, that's very exciting. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. <clears throat> so I guess for, for lack of a better term, um, or, but lack of a better question, how does it work? What, what kind of investments are, are we talking about? Cause when I hear democratizing investing, I'm, I, I, I think about things like Wealthfront or Betterment. Um, but this is different. Yes, uh, uh, very different. Um, when we're using the term uh, artificial intelligence, uh, really um, there are different subsets uh, within artificial intelligence. And I think what you're referring to Wealthfront and other robo-advisors, right, they really kind of touch on the most basic or, or simple aspect of it, which is um, automating a very sp specific task, right, like rebalancing your, your portfolio and doing that in an autonomous way. Uh, when we're thinking about uh, artificial intelligence and, and when we're talking about artificial intelligence, really what we're talking about is um, a system that is able to learn from decisions that it's making and that uh, it's evolving or making better decisions or learning, right, over time. So how does this, <laughs> how does this actually work? Um, so right now, um, what we've built is an AI investment platform, and it's pulling in uh, financial information, right? The 10Ks and 10Qs, uh, and analyzing financial um, and analyzing the management teams of these of about 15,000 uh, global companies. Uh, it's also processing over a million news articles and, and social media posts every day, uh, not just to kind of analyze the sentiment, but also understand the events that are occurring, the events that are occurring more globally. And the events that are um, uh, that are occurring within the fifteen thousand companies, and most importantly, how these events are impacting the security prices of these fifteen thousand uh, companies. And so, uh, the two portfolios that you see um, on a daily basis, which is are the the two ETFs, um, really the way to think about that is. Uh, although that is one portfolio, there's actually a thousand hypothetical portfolios that are happening in the background. And so these portfolios, um, they're making trades every day based on the data, right? This whole thing is, is data driven. And so every day it's, it's learning uh, not only from the trades that it's actually making there in the marketplace, but also the trades that it is testing on these thousands of hypothetical portfolios that it's, it's kind of running in, in parallel. And so, Kind of getting back to the learning element of it, um, really 
what we believe is that the best teacher of the machine is actually the market. So when you think about artificial intelligence um, and machine learning, uh, there's supervised training and unsupervised training. Supervised training is really where you have um, humans, right, people uh, training the machine. And initially in the beginning, uh, we were, uh, you know, more heavily on uh, supervised training. But at this point, before we ultimately launched the product, uh, we're now completely on unsupervised training. And now we're letting the market, right, tell the system uh, whether the decisions that it's making it's are, you know, are right or wrong. And more importantly, not not just are they right or wrong, but how much, right? How right are they or how wrong are they um, based on kind of what the impact is in the data relative to the uh, the positions within the portfolios and the, the hypothetical portfolios. Okay. Exciting. Neat. Um, so it's taking all this information all the time, uh, a million different pieces of inputs every day from regular people, but so I wrote down it's taking the facts into consideration like the 10Ks, but then also the sentiment. It's, it's just information that's, that's, that's on the Internet in, in regard to these 15,000 different companies. What, what is it that actually triggers a change to the underlying portfolio? You mentioned that there were 1,000 portfolios going on in the background, but what, what actually triggers a change? Yeah, so um, I, I think it's really important to make a, a distinction here. So a lot of AI... Um, machine learning approaches, uh, they're a lot more black box, right? In that uh, the the firm doesn't really know why the system, right, is making the decisions that it's, it's making. Um, so what we ultimately did is we wanted to apply an approach that's very different. And so what we did is we took on the approach in which uh, the a rational investor, right, or an equity analyst, a professional investor, would kind of go about doing a deep due diligence on a company. And so, uh, what that looks like is, right, you 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 look at um, the fundamentals of the company, right, by looking at things like the balance sheet, but you also look at the management team, right, who the management team is, and are they capable, right of uh, executing right on their strategy and really capitalizing on the opportunity set for the, the company. And then the last piece you can think of is, and this is what you were getting at, is the catalyst, right? Um, and the catalysts are events, right, that are occurring. And so the events that are occurring uh, within that company can be a, a lot more uh, macro, right, like tariffs, right? Or it could be very specific to a company. It could be, you know, a new product launch, uh, for example, or a new market, right? That it it, it may have uh, uncovered. And so, when we're looking at these, you know, millions of news articles, uh, sentiment uh, is important, um, but it's not really as important as what are those catalysts, right? What are those events that are going to push a security price, and and how much, right? How much those events actually matter to the security price. Okay, got it. Fascinating. And we are not at a shortage of data, so I think that, that <laughs> I think it's it's exciting. Okay, is it too simplistic to to look at this as a type of value investing at at the highest level? <laughs> uh, see, I, I I have this ability to take the most complicated thing and to to not necessarily make it an accurate boil down, but at least at least I try. <laughs> No, it's um, it's a really good uh, it's a really good question, and and I, I do want to just touch on something that you mentioned uh, really quick, which is the whole reason why we're doing this. Um, you mentioned there's no shortage of of data, right? And so, 
really, um, this has been the catalyst of, of AI uh, in not just the investment world, but just kind of more more broadly. So the AI or the data, right, the data, it's, uh, it's really exploded um, in a very meaningful way. So I believe it was Bloomberg last year said that 90% of the data in existence today were created in just the past two years, right? And we think two years from now, uh, we're ultimately going to be saying the exact same thing. And AI is the only tool that can kind of manage and navigate uh, through this data explosion. Now, uh, one issue is that as this data uh, is ex- is exploding, um, there's been some extreme advances in artificial intelligence over the last few years. But at the same time, those advances are not even you know they're not keeping up with the explosion of the of the data, um, which is why using the AI is such an important approach. Now, getting getting back to your original question, which is, uh, is this you know is this value investing? Um, it's it's value investing, it's growth investing, it's momentum investing, right? It's uh, it's uh, large cap and small cap investing. Uh, it's it's everything and it's it's none of it all at the same time, right? So, kind of getting back to what I was uh, saying about. Uh, the hedge fund class that we were in and, and all these different uh, strategies coming in, uh, all these different portfolio managers managing a very specific strategy. When they came in, uh, one of the things that we've, we noticed, right, and this was also a principal concept in the equity investment strategy course that we, we took um, with uh, Professor Oleski at Haas, was that all strategies, right, value or growth, they work for a certain period of time, uh, but then they, they break down. Right, which means that these, you know, the momentum strategy or a value strategy can do well for a few years, but then it could go many years uh, without working, right? And so, really, uh, the whole concept of AI is to have a much more flexible approach, right? Not this rigid approach where, hey, you're one thing, right? Your your value or your momentum, but to really be data driven and to be flexible. And really, that's what we've seen within the within the the portfolios that we're running because. You know, at one point there was a high concentration of small cap names, and uh, at one point there was a high concentration of value, and at one point there was a high concentration of momentum. And, and really, it's that uh, that data-driven approach that allows the the flexibility. And so, what that means for investors is, we think that AI uh, is the is really the only way in which to have a, a strategy that could provide uh, more consistent re- results throughout different market cells, throughout different periods, so that you don't end up with these long periods of, of underperformance relative to the market. Got it. I think that, that, I think that, that makes sense. So what do you think that the future, what do you think that AI is going to do to the future of the investment advice business? How is this going to impact it? Yeah, so... Um, I think right you 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 hit the nail on the head with uh, you know the robo advisors was really kind of the the first wave, um, but at the same time um, it's it's just one aspect. So right, really what what we're doing is instead of just applying AI from kind of the asset allocation standpoint, right, we're use really using it for uh, security selection. But the application of AI uh, goes uh, much further than that. Um, so, 
let me uh, let me give you an example. I was I was recently at a at a conference uh, where I was res- where I was speaking to a bunch of wealth managers, and what I was telling them was that I'm actually really excited for you. Um, and the reason why I'm really excited for you uh, is you know it, AI isn't going to you know take the job of the of the wealth manager, and it's not because you know people still need people at some level, and I think they're in a really good position in that. Uh, they are the ones that are uh, in touch, right? Or they're touching the uh, the end customer, right? And really, that's where that relationship resides, and that's super important. Now, if you're an analyst or a portfolio manager, we think AI uh, is going to um, make you a lot more capable, right? Um, it's going to increase uh, your productivity. Um, but you know, if you look at how many traders there were, uh, you know, that Goldman used to employ. Uh, it's went down significantly, right? And they're using machines. And you also hear about BlackRock, uh, you know, kind of transferring some of the portfolio management responsibilities over to uh, to computers. And Blue Man Group, um, or no, the Man Group said that 99% of all investment management uh, by 2040 will either be directly or indirectly managed by artificial intelligence. Uh, so we think that. It, Right now, we're just at the tip of the iceberg. This is going to go further and further within the investment management space. Uh, but for the wealth managers, I think that are touching the end client, right, the financial advisors, um, I think what this means for them is that, you know, they can deliver. If they've got a thousand clients, they could use AI to deliver, you know, a thousand different highly customized uh, portfolios, right? So things like model portfolios kind of go away because now you can run all these highly customized automated portfolios, which also means different um, customer experiences as well. Uh, so you can provide different experiences and AI will not just be in the investment, but also in the way that they're uh, working with their customers. So they can come into the office and you know, through AI, uh, they will know exactly which customers to call, uh, why they should be calling them. Uh, it can really kind of pull out the important pieces uh, from those relationships and from their, you know, previous notes can help automatically, you know, set appointments, uh, you know, via calendar invites. You know, you already see things like through uh, Gmail with the kind of predictive uh, emails where it, it kind of writes a response for you, right, um, based on whatever it is that someone's telling you. So I, I think this, there's, there, uh, I think advisors' experiences um are going to be uplifted uh, by artificial intelligence. And I, I mentioned you know, that we're using AI to manage, uh, to look at management teams and analyze management teams. Well, I, I think at, at some point, you know, AI can be used to help identify the right advisors, right, or even the right clients for your practice based on the demographics of your practice and the you know, philosophies and, and, and so forth. Um, and also it can help you maybe even identify uh, Opportunities for you know if you're an advisor and you want to grow your practice, maybe other advisory practices that you may want to purchase, right? Um, analyzing all these different data points, saying hey, this would be a good fit for your for your business. Um, and you know, kind of to go beyond that, you know, there's obviously a lot of uh, potential useful tools that that we're doing uh, kind of internally that could go you know into HR, into M&A activities, more broadly into the into the market space. I I really think. Um, you know, AI is going to be disruptive in uh, many aspects 
of the uh, the investment process. The ultimate funnel of information. Incredible. <laughs> well, I'm surprised you said 2040. I would have said I, I, I probably would have thought 2030, <laughs> but <clears throat> who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Excellent. Well, Art Savage Nation is ready for your difference making tip. What do you have for them? Okay, so I think if you're investing for the next, you know, 10, 20, or 30 years, uh, then you really should ask yourself, will there be more or less data than today? And if you believe that there's going to be more data, then really there's only one tool that can handle that. And so we think that AI is going to be the future of investing, and there's no better time to start than the present. I think that is great stuff. That definitely gets a come on. Come on. Art, thank you so much for coming on the show. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? How can they get involved with with Ecubot? Yes, um, you know they can uh, send us an email at uh, info at uh, at equibot.com or you know follow us on 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 Twitter. Uh, we're also uh, doing a um, a webinar uh, on the 18th through Shindig. So if you go to shindig.com, you can uh, sign up for that webinar to learn more about how we're using AI to apply it to the investment space. Excellent. And could I go and, and buy shares of your ETF right now? Absolutely. Okay. So um, there's a AIEQ and AIIQ. AIEQ is a US ETF. AIIQ is a international ETF. And those can be purchased uh, at most brokerage firms, you know, TD, Schwab, Fidelity, uh, E-Trade, you name it. Got it. Very cool. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Art your appreciation and share today's show. The Fredu also appreciates good ideas. I will list um, all the locations about uh, the Twitter, um, the email address, and everything else in the notes of the show. Thank you again, Art. Thanks for having me. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing, leave us a review, and definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on!